till I can't no more Gonna take my web to the green goblin Gonna sling my web till I can't no more I got Tony in the back Spider drone attached Mask is red and black Got the suit that's red to match Riding on a spaceship huh? You can whip that vulture I've been in outer space You ain't been riding on a spaceship now Can may tell me nothing Arme can't tell me This is episode 792 for July 2023 And you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast And I'm your host Brad Douglas That's a country version of Old Town Road Only it's called Old Spider-Man Road which is from a YouTuber called Luke Metzler. So check him out. Very clever lyrics and the beats. I I dug what he did with that song. Before we get to our show, I want to give you a heads up about uh, patreon.com slash crawlspace. Uh, You can check it out and help support the site, get some exclusive merch, early access to exclusive episodes, also our Spider Satellite episode. You also have the opportunity to be in the Discord, a Crawl Space exclusive Patreon Discord. Lots of fun stuff if you help support the Crawl Space. So, patreon.com slash crawlspace. All right, let's get on with the show. Mass down, swing through town, living like an Avenger, spend a lot of money on some brand new gadgets. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our monthly show. We're going to review five episodes of Spidey Super Stories, and we've got JR on the line to do it again. Uh, we had so much fun last night, JR. <laughs> Oh yeah, we had a blast. I'm just ready to do it again. No, you're oh yeah, your sarcasm is showing. Welcome, JR. How are you, buddy? I'm kind of sad right now. Why, why, why? What's the allergies? What's happening? What's happening? Well, because of what we're gonna talk about. Oh <laughs> you sound like the cowardly lion. All right. Speaking of I don't know, I let me at him. Let me at him. <laughs> and we also have Kelly. What's going on, Kelly? Uh hi. Um, I'm going to power through. I got glutened, so Aww. I do not feel good. So, you know, if anybody wants to be, uh, I guess, uh, you know, I might just throw up all over. Oh yeah. Let's not you do know, that. Let's all over that the for- like, I mean, <laughs> both, both issues slightly deserve it. Oh yeah. Um, no, I, won't, I won't disagree with that actually. Um, what, <laughs> what gonna, was it? That, did you go out to eat and somebody put some gluten in your food or what happened? No. So, um, there's a place that normally is like really gluten-free and safe. Yeah. And I, uh, grabbed some Uber eats while I was uh, doing all of my show notes. Cause there's a lot, I had to read a lot this morning and, um, yeah. I'm going to assume since I didn't even finish it cause it didn't taste right. Um, I think that the cornbread muffin was oh. definitely no longer gluten-free. Man, poisoned so, by the muffin. Poisoned by cornbread. <laughs> cornbread, yep. Uh, I got no segue for that. Mark, you like fruit pies? <laughs> fruit pie, hostess fruit pies. Hostess fruit pies all day long. Man. I remember your article. I love, I love fruit pies, yeah. Yeah, and I even came on for uh, Friday Night Fights for that, too. Oh, I remember that. I remember that. Um, well, that's another segue. And, uh, um, there are cakes in a break room at a teacher's room. There you go. We can get some pies there. What's yeah, up, Ryan? Yeah, I'm pretty good you. here. You know, I've been, uh, you know, I've been room remodeling all day here. So, you know, happy little trees keeping up. And Kelly, I know how you feel too. I mean, we're kind of on a partial gluten-free diet and ends oh, man. and yeah, we kind of oh, want to get sick here. I got, okay. I got my garbage can nearby. 
Okay. Well, I mean, I'm celiac, so it's it's ah, a little bit different than just not eating gluten because uh, this is an autoimmune disorder. Ouch. Yeah, my my cousin have... actually has celiacs myself, so yeah. Man. He knows how you feel. Uh, Venkman, thank you for the super chat. Kelly's come here to chew bubblegum and kick some ass, and we're all out of bubblegum. That's true. Uh, there you go. Thank you, Venkman. Appreciate that. Uh, we got your boy in the chat, not JR. Mark's. Uh, Grant's in the house. Who's this Mark loser? It was just Father's Day, Grant. What 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 did the boy get you, Grant? What what did he get you, Mark? Did he get you something Spider-Man related? He did. He did. He okay, got good. me a, a superhero card, and uh, my kids all got chipped in and got me a watch. And oh, good very to go. nice. Good Ooh, job. Nice. Good job. Uh, Adam says Moreland loves fruit pies too. We know that. Cut the corn, Brad. Jr. gets that reference, and others. If you've watched these, uh, the history. Uh, it's a, fruit pie uh we got josh on the line he's wearing the crawl space hoodie jr has his sarcasm let's get started all right <laughs> uh josh nelson says the most heartbreaking death in 50 years since gwen stacy that is a quote from marvel hmm. yeah we'll we'll talk because yeah. i've got i got a lot to say she does yeah i can't wait brad this is like two great issues going to go down in history as some of amazing spider-man's greatest of all time and i'm gonna be here to talk about it this is wonderful a, so a plus mark, for me mark on it, both of them mark you're right up under me and i just said earlier i was gonna throw up on <laughs> mark so. you're gonna <laughs> I'm like, you're right below her mark you've like set yourself up there we are and right, i are thank you <laughs> i try not to make kelly mad and somehow i seem to do it every week and now and I'm jr not... if you get me mad there you go everybody gets a turn under <laughs> oh dear <laughs> All right, all right, better, Kelly. Uh, better wear what, a hat here. There, there you go. Oh, there hold you, on, hold on. There you go, Jr. Hold on, let me get Jr. on you. There you go. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Is that you look like a man? Simpsons character, Jr. What the? That's like yeah, Marge. Just a towel. Yeah. Marge deflated her hair. Um, what, there's a quote. Um, all right, Kelly, you've got ASM nine twenty legacy twenty six regular. Let's go through this one. Yeah. All right. So uh, we start with a flashback nine months earlier where Kamala basically uh, bit, she pretty much begs to get a job to work for Norman Osborn. Uh, oh. Then we cut to New York City where, you know, the weather hell has broken loose. And as Mary Jane and Peter are worried about the kids because Robin, the emissary, is back. Norman comes in to say his team is looking after the kids and Kamala comes comes in to help making an absolute terrible entrance into the story. And she even mentions that. Yeah. yeah she's self huh. <laughs> She's more self-aware than the writers here. Just <laughs> that out. Um, so anyway, Peter seems confused as to why she's there, you know, as we all are. Yeah. And, um, you know, but, you know, help is help. And, you know, since this is a uh, Spider-Man book, uh, everybody else has to come and save the day. Uh, so anyway, Robin shows up. Peter tells him that he ruined his life. Robin tells him that, you know, no, this is how it's supposed to be because of certain editorial rules. I mean, influence, um, uh, you know, I, or, I mean, friendly suggestion that totally isn't being forced at this point. Uh, Robin wants to make uh, wants to take Mary Jane's heart and become a god. Peter saves her and Norman and Kamala fight Robin. Robin calls on his Aztec Mayan dragon thing, Power Ranger style. And as everyone looks at the cultural appropriation monster that Robin um, has summoned, uh, 
Robin taunts Mary Jane about Paul's origins. We go back to another flashback and we find out that Paul is actually the son of Robin just from another universe. Uh, he followed Mary Jane back to 616 because this is a world where he was never born in and he likes it that way. Fair. Um, back to the present, I think Robin alludes uh, to the kids, um, pretty much alludes that they are the bindings that he keeps talking about with um, Mary Jane. They are the chains that tie her heart to him. Um, and the chains have now served their purpose, whatever that was, I guess, to waste our time. Um, so at, at Paul and MJ's, the kids disappear in Paul's arms back to the New York City streets. Robin taunts Mary Jane again, saying he drew the kids in the sand, the kids that Mary Jane saw herself in. So that's why they look like Mary Jane and Peter um, and the ones that she held so tightly and just as easily he wipes them away and brings them home. Uh, the kids were nothing but a way for Robin to have, like I said, Mary Jane's heart tied to him. Mary Jane quotes Mayday's famous Spider-Verse line, you know, the thing that, like, we all know this entire family for, which is, I'll kill you, <laughs> over and over and over again. Um, and she's vowing to, like I said, vowing to kill Raven, and her emotions trigger her jackpot powers, which she uses on Robin. Uh, then the Fantastic Four show up because, again, this is an amazing Spider-Man book. So really, it's Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Uh, and Reed whips up a new flying car just to help Peter and tell him that they'll fight the Aztec Mayan dragon. And so Peter can go find Mary Jane, who ran off to kill Rabin. Her jackpot powers failed her, and she accidentally heals Rabin. Rabin is almost able to cut Mary Jane's heart out, but then Kamala comes from behind and punches Rabin a few feet away. Uh, Peter gets there and convinces Mary Jane to not fight Rabin and to not give him an opportunity to kill her and become a god. Kamala offers to help, so Peter, who for all 18 pages so far didn't want Mary Jane out of his sight is now totally okay with this 19 year old kid. He's hung out with maybe four times in his whole life, protecting Mary Jane, um, you know, letting her protect Mary Jane with, with her life, um, you know, with this particular threat. Uh, it's totally cool now, but wasn't cool 18 pages ago. Uh, so Peter goes off, to, uh, goes after Robin and I lost my place, uh, beating him with a parking meter, uh, but Robin disappears to go searching for Mary Jane. Peter now runs off to find Mary Jane when he could have just ran with her from the beginning and protected her and left Robin to Kamala. But all right, plot. Uh, Norman and Reed figure out the language that the dragon is kind of speaking. And it's a math situation to take down the Aztec Mayan appropriation monster. And they do it. It's actually pretty cool. Uh, math can be used to save the day, kids, as long as you aren't Spider-Man <laughs> in his own book. Uh, Kamala, Kamala calls Mary Mary Jane Mrs. Jane. So you know how well they actually know each other. <laughs> They're so close. They're such besties. Um, just like, you know, she called Spider-Man MJ's boyfriend. Because, again, Kamala is just so close to these people. She just knows mm. them. They're, they're her best friends. Uh, uh, such an important supporting character in this book. And very integral. And Kamala does get some good licks in to Rabin and tells Mary Jane to trust her as she has a plan to distract Rabin, but they need to split up and Mary Jane just needs to keep running no matter what. 
Norman and the Fantastic Four have visuals on Mary Jane as they've circled back now that the dragon is defeated. And we see that Robin has also caught up to Mary Jane, or so we think. As Robin stabs Mary Jane from behind, claiming this is how he saw it and that the sacrifice is made, Peter kicks Robin in the neck and goes to hold MJ, who's dying. These dark, mystical, anti-light matter, whatever, is floating around to represent way up. And as Robin... Uh, Robin Ugh, tells way up. I hate these names. Uh, that he brought them the Scarlet Woman. They call him a liar and they kill him. Peter hears MJ behind him as he's holding MJ and find that the real Mary Jane is with Norman and the Fantastic Four. And they're asking who Peter is holding. Uh, it's Kamala who shapeshifted, even though she hasn't had that power in a few years since Marvel phased those powers out as it was meant to show that Kamala did not have to pretend to be a white woman to be a superhero but sure she can die like this that's cool um you know in this way that's not justified and actually kind of racist but you know we're gonna go with it uh but Peter has somehow unmasked as uh Robin died and Kamala realizes she's been working with Spider-Man at her Osborne internship and then takes off her mask so he can see that she's Kamala. Why? I don't know. Does this matter to the story? Is it relevant? Does it add anything? Not really. When we never see these two working together at Osborne Industries, except maybe like twice. Uh, please, please feel how emotional this scene is, obviously. You know, Peter's holding the equivalent to someone he waves to because they both go to the same Starbucks every morning. It's very <laughs> emotional. It's very deep, y'all. <laughs> um, so anyway, Kamala weakly tells Peter that she can't seem to heal, that something is wrong. And as Peter asks Kamala to stay with him, she asks if she did good, which is weird that she needs his approval now when she's been one of the best superheroes Marvel's had for years and, you know, has proven herself to me amazing in her own right. But sure, let's give him, you know, let's give her the sidekick bullshit, I guess. Mm -hmm. And to make this even worse, her last words are straight from... Uh, G. Willow Wilson in Miss Marvel number five. It's also probably most well known uh, in the MCU show of Miss Marvel. Is that good is not a thing you are, but a thing you do. And Kamala dies. The panel of the Fantastic Four and Norman and Mary Jane looking on as this happens is kind of wild. Norman looks surprised. Mary Jane and Sue look bored. And the Fantastic Four boys are asleep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't even. <laughs> Uh, Jane, I guess, I, I guess, I, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Mary, Mary Jane now walks over to, I guess, look at the dead body out of morbid curiosity. Norman then tries to make this all about himself, claiming that Kamala really wasn't interning there, but was just there to watch him, which is kind of true, but also makes what point? It, it doesn't matter. Um, Peter caresses Kamala's face. It's awkward looking. Uh, Paul finds them and Mary Jane breaks down hearing that the kids are gone. Uh, and we end with a splash page of everyone looking sad and Peter is hugging Miss Marvel's dead body. Okay. That's 26. <laughs> Kelly, let's go around the horn for grades. Kelly, grade. <laughs> Can I burn this? No, wow. She. I was going to say that's a B for burn, but no, that'd be too high a grade. No, uh, I got no. the, uh, this, this is, I got I the torch. Wanted... Good, great. Let's go. No, this is, this is insulting. F and... for fire. F for fire. There you go. Sure. F for fire. Yeah. Okay. Uh, JR F for fire. 
<laughs> Not quite, uh, but uh, it is a nice, solid, fat D. D. Mark. A plus. Get the Woo, hell out love it. Really? <laughs> no, no. You made me review this and uh, all the ones before because Shy Town bailed out on us, and so that's your punishment. <laughs> you have to have a, an official crawl space uh, grade of A plus on this. <laughs> oh. Sure. <laughs> What is it? What? There's no way there's an A plus. What do you got, Mark? D minus. Okay, that's I knew. I knew it wasn't that high. <laughs> and Ryan, your grade. F for fridged. Oh yeah. Um. I'm I'm more Jr. I'm 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 a D D minus area. So Kelly, you want to go cons first? Or you want to go pros first? Your we your can, discretion. We can do pros because my con like like I. I told you and warned you, I have a long thing to say yeah, for my cons that I want, right. I want the floor. Okay. Um, but pros, I literally wrote what pros, um, like we could joke that the kids are gone, but ultimately they weren't really harming this book. They're not the thing that was making the book so bad. So, you know, they were just there asking about clowns and weird stuff. So, you know, I kind of actually miss them because I take their antics over anything um, else that we've dealt with so far. We got a couple grades from Chad MJWP gives it an FFFFF. Uh, Tevia gives it an F. Uh, I hate this so much. Adam says F. What a waste of time this entire arc was. Uh, Josh Nelson gave it an F. Bankman gives an F minus minus minus. Uh, we just have a screw Paul here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Paul didn't do anything either in this book. He's just uh, there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Any other grades? There. I, really? Well, SoFlo liked it, gave it a B. That's the highest grade I've seen tonight. Um, let's see. Awkward. Mm. Let's see. Uh, Zach is giving it an F. Tevye an F. Um, okay. <laughs> Pros. Um, did you name one, Kelly? Uh, I, I mean, I said we could joke that the kids are gone, but actually okay, the I would prefer them uh, still being yeah. here over the crap we got, so... Yeah, um, I, I always John Romita Jr. is always a plural for me, but um, the, the took, pa those panels are bad. Yeah, the panel. <laughs> but I, I kind of see what he's doing when I look at here. Let's go back to the panel that we were just talking about here. Um, okay, not, none of these faces are faces that sh like I understand they don't know her. They don't like. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Like. But at the same time, these are not faces you should make when you literally watch somebody like breathe their last breath. So should there be tears or Norman is shocked because Nor he's Norman's the only one that has yeah. the right face. And that in and of itself is like, yeah, kind of what makes this worse. So she should uh, everybody should be in tears. Is that what you think they should be? No, but they no. shouldn't look bored. <laughs> OK, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, it's a Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the All thing right. is uh, like he's rolling his eyes. That's what he looks like. Oh, God, dead. The thing. Oh, oh, oh God, here yeah. we go. Another dead kid. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Uh, Jay, are you got any pros? No, the only pro I have actually is the, the one thing Kelly said about uh, Norman making it about himself because yeah. I, I, I had never thought about that, but I thought, well, that's right. He's a narcissist. You know, right. good, good, yeah. good, to see, good to see that he's not, he's not all good i mean he's still norm you know yeah so, but but right. that but that's it and the the look on his face is like man she got past me not dang uh, she's dead well i think it's more yeah. like he's probably worried that he's like how are they gonna pin this dead kid on me 
Right. <laughs> yeah. That's that's yeah. Self self interest. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Josh, for the super chat. He says, uh, that ladies and gentlemen concludes the single worst Spider-Man story since one moment in time. Joe Casada must be proud. I don't, I don't even think Casada would approve. Uh, no, no, no. Amazing grace came in between and amazing grace still reigns supreme as the absolute worst Spider-Man story. Ah, amazing grace. I remember those. Weren't those the point, the 1.5s or whatever they were? 1.1. Yeah. Two, three, those are the ones that you made me, uh, start off my reviewing with. <laughs> and yet you're still here. I'm amazed. <laughs> here, let me do my best Norman face. Okay. <laughs> uh, Mark, you got any pros out of this? Yeah. Uh, I like right. Miss Marvel. Um, I think she's a good character. I've enjoyed her comic book. Um, I know the TV show wasn't the strongest, but my daughter will watch it with me. She doesn't like superhero stuff. So, And I'm looking forward to the movie coming out. So her appearance near all the way up to the to the death, which is obviously a con for this issue, but her appearance is uh, is a welcome little you know breath of uh, little comedy kind of uh, in an otherwise serious story. And if we weren't spoiled on this, there were several people who were put in potential danger uh, that it could have been. And if we had not been spoiled, there would have been at least a oh I wonder ooh is it going to be torch after all or oh wait you know but uh, but we were spoiled so that kind of made that yeah. all moot. We can talk about that a little bit. Uh, cause that's obviously a con how spoiled it got. Actually, uh, actually, I don't think so. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Why? I actually, I actually think that the spoiling probably helped the book. Cause I think if we had not known and had actually had that outrage organically, uh-huh. things would have been a lot worse for Marvel. Um, I actually think the leak helped them a little bit, helped them have some time to save some face. Not much, but because it's this was, I think we all needed to know just because of, like I said, we'll get into it when I go into my cons. I'm trying my best to like hold off before just like diving in. Let's get Um, uh, Ryan's pros and then we'll go to your your cons. So Ryan, Uh, what do you got? My pros was actually the uh, fight with the Fantastic Four with the Mayan dragon or the Gozakala and the fact that Reed actually used the symbol of Kula, which means to remove from life because the Mayan dragons actually represent the rearrangement of life, which is what he was spewing as his fire. So that was actually well done because I double checked that. I checked well cross over my little thing because I like mythology. I said that was actually pretty well done and how he beat the symbol and everything and defeated it. Um Otherwise, yeah, outside Norman being a narcissist, yeah, that, that's really all my old pros here, too. Honestly, the fight scenes are good for JRJR's artwork, but the rest of it, like I said, they either look like they're half asleep, they're rolling their eyes, or at one panel I said, does he have a face? He doesn't seem to have a face. So, yeah. There was a, where was a comment uh, I thought uh, Joey Z said, not to be disrespectful or make excuses, but might JRJR's art have been subpar rushed due to preoccupation with his father's ailing health? I guess that could be it. Maybe that could be why it's he isn't up to par. Uh, but, uh, all right, Kelly, before, you before. We, oh, go ahead, Mark. Before we go into cons, because I know that's uh, that's going to be a big, big thing. here. One thing that uh, uh, I find in, intriguing, those kids being constructs. I, I like that concept. Um, I think it was Mike on the show that kind of uh, threw that out there earlier. Um I really like that idea. And what I kind of hope they do with it uh, is Paul knows everything about this Rabin. I mean, he, he knows everything about these symbols. 
And I'm wondering if it's going to reveal that he knew they were constructs all along and just used that in order to mm-hmm. kind of uh, connect with Mary Jane and stuff. And that could be uh, uh, a good way for them to kind of break up there a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Uh, I kind of, I mean, I kind of like that panel. I mean, for the artwork alone, what do you guys think? Uh, for a half yeah, a second. That's good. No, I, I thought that was good. I was feeling a lot of JR's special stuff, like with that when he does his artwork, especially his battles, but he always makes that mystical stuff look great. For it's, half a second, I, even though I read it after it had been spoiled, I'm like, well, wait a minute. What in the world is going on when I read it? I'm like, whoa. And I did, and it just, it flipped it a little bit. For, mm-hmm. like, well, but it was the, supposed to, but again, was. you know, like I said, it got spoiled from us, but I actually think that that was more of a benefit for Marvel and ultimately like a benefit to help us like kind of process what, yeah. what we were about to read. Cause if we had got, like I said, if we had gotten that organically, like you saw how much the internet blew up and how angry they were just from the beginning. And like, all we had was the last two pages in these grainy photos. Yeah. So, you know, imagine if all of us had like just read it and it hadn't have been spoiled like mm-hmm. there would have been like it, it would have been bad yeah. so i actually think it was good that we it did get leaked yeah. all right kelly you got the floor for the cons yes all right so obviously just you know to put it bluntly this issue is offensive um as someone who loves female superheroes as a female comic book fan you know kamala stood out Um, She was the first Muslim superhero in a mainstream comic, and she was so important and so loved by so many of her fans. I get not everyone cares about her, and many listeners are probably going to tune this out if I go into just how cool, you know, she she is or was. So I'll try just to make this as relatable as I can. Think of, like, my love for Mayday and my story with Spider-Girl about how I found her and saw myself in her. You know, think of your absolute favorite character and how you see yourself in them. For so many, that was Kamala. So for her to die like this, not in her own book, not even in a story where she was utilized and established properly, is insulting. It'd be like if Peter showed up in two panels of, I don't know, Guardians of the Galaxy and just like exploded in space. You you know, poof, gone. Like, sure, he's got to come back somehow, but... WTF, like it would be insulting and done just for cannon fodder, for shock and awe. That's that's what fridging is. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to argue that, you know, Gwen, Stacy was fridged. And as we know, this is the 50th anniversary issue of Gwen's death. But Gwen wasn't fridged. Fridging means to kill for shock. Gwen died because after trying to figure out how to move her character forward in the story, Conway couldn't see any other option. Gwen was written in a way where she was at a standstill story-wise. And it was the one way that she could be written out while still leaving a lasting impact. Gwen's death and ultimately her martyr, like her martyrdom, like, I mean, her sainthood, you know, propelled Peter and Spider-Man forward. She was never forgotten. She was never swept under the rug. It wasn't done for just shock value and to just cause pain. Gwen's death meant something. What is the impact to Kamala dying in this story? How was her death meaningful? How was it how it is how is it a proper turn, turning point for this horse shit that is amazing Spider-Man right now? 
It's not. Instead, we have a guy whose name is similar to a not-so-great person who didn't like Muslims killing a young Muslim woman whose fandom doesn't normally read Spider-Man, who probably wasn't even aware she was making cameos. Like, her fans weren't aware she was making cameos in this book until the leak happened. And you have Kamala die protecting someone she doesn't even know, surrounded by people who barely know her for absolutely nothing. There's no emotional impact and this serves no purpose other than to just have someone die in a book that is still being published 50 years after one of its most important storylines. This is the definition of fridging. This was insensitive and inappropriate. But in a run filled with nothing but misogynistic writing and tone deafness with a team that would rather fight fans than listen, though I will state, you can't just hurl death threats and threaten to beat people up, y'all. Like, this doesn't help anyone, you weirdos. This situation isn't surprising. I'm just shocked no one had any forethought or tact to let this happen and let this go to print. No, Kamala wasn't a last-minute change. She was brought in to this story for this reason. And it's, like, I mean... To me, that only shows how little any of these characters mean to the team that's in charge of telling their story. And that's the saddest damn thing about this issue. I didn't, I actually didn't read 27 because I can't stomach this anymore. Like, you know, I'll be back gung-ho, like happy to read these stories when the writers change. But for me right now, I'm pretty much out. Like this, this issue takes me out. Like I can't take feeling this disappointed every single time I pick up Amazing Spider-Man. It's not worth it. And that is all I have to say on that. A couple things I want to talk about. Um, From a marketing thing, they, they, they have a, they have a movie coming out and they want attention to that movie. And they want uh, the character in the best selling book. Right. So I can, I see, would you agree that they put her in amazing Spider-Man? So more eyes see it than her, her title. That, that was the issue is were they using her saying, Hey, she's in here. Cause they weren't. Yes. And she wasn't in it. No, really. no, they, they wanted a, it, it's, it's, it's a disservice to Ms. Marvel fans. It's a disservice to Spider-Man fans to do what they did. Uh, we, we, Ms. Marvel doesn't need to be in this book. Um, and if you, if you take, I don't know, somebody counted it up. She's in like five or six panels in the last five or six issues. She was in, uh, 12 panels leading up to this issue. Yeah. So she's not an integral part of the book. Uh, the emotions feel forced out of the characters. Um, they want to sell books and they want to make headlines. Hence why they sold this death to entertainment weekly. Right. I mean, would you agree with that? That's why they did it. Well, too. So they already had because of the fact that like they were going to talk about this shocking death. They already had an agreement with Entertainment Weekly to talk about it after it came out. And the issue was, is when it got leaked, Entertainment Weekly basically went, hey, this now breaches our exclusive deal. So we're going to publish this right now. So that I mean, Marvel completely lost that story. And they had to save face. But like I said, it's about the only thing that like 
to me, that was probably the best way of that happening. Because this is just not a, like I said, this wasn't right. Um, And I'm not saying, you know, like, it's not like Wells is a great writer to begin with. Let's be fair. Um, You know, so I, it's not like I was expecting a lot, but for it to be 2023 and you have the character you have, who in their right mind, because like, I'm, I understand, yeah, okay, we're going to kill her off and then we're going to turn her into a mutant when we bring her back. So that way it lines up exactly with what we want for the MCU. Totally cool. That's fine. But why did she have to die in this story? Why couldn't she have died in her own mini and her own, you know, or, you know, a lot of people have been saying, why couldn't she have died in a miles book where they're friends? And they, because I would think the Marvel bean counters want it to be in the best selling book. So more I see it is amazing. Spider-Man actually the best selling book though. Cause I don't think what's above it. What's above it. I don't think there's another book above it, but let's be fair. Nobody's liking this book right now. Nobody. Yeah. I mean, I mean, heck, even the people that literally have been licking Marvel's boots could not defend this issue. Yeah, that's true. That's true. A A Uh, plus. A plus. Just to remind you. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) well done. Well done. Uh, I, I, um, well, let's open it up to the panel. Before we do that, I want to, I want reactions from Kelly on this and everybody else. This came out from Marvel the other day, uh, the X-Men uh, wedding issue. And uh, evidently Emma Stone, Emma Stone, uh, Emma, <laughs> Emma Frost, sorry. Emma Frost is getting married to uh, Iron Man. And uh, you see people in the background. There's our buddy Spidey up there. He got invited. Who else got invited? Look, she's <laughs> Why she- live. What is she doing there? Um, and I, like I said, I, I have a feeling we're going to find out that, um, none of this was planned. Well, Oh, from what we know, um, see, that's the thing. Like there is, there's this illusion. Like a lot of people like to pretend that there's still a bullpen. Um, there's not. And these different writers, these different teams really don't talk to each other anymore. So I'm sure the artist who drew this um, yeah. probably just didn't know. Yeah. Um, like I read the ultimate, the uh, ultimate invasion and black Panther was with the Illuminati, but black Panther has been kicked out of uh, Wakanda. Yeah. I've been reading black Panther's book. And, and so uh, when shooter and Falco and several others, when they were, they were head editors in chief that tried to coordinate and make everything make sense. Uh, like if it's, it's not there. It doesn't seem like it's there at all. They don't um, care anymore. That's the issue. No, no, literally no one cares either. They're not getting paid enough and they're just working their rate wages, which is yeah. knowing Disney probably true. But the issue is, is zero. No, there is no heart. There is no care for anything. There, There's a, there's a desperation for money. Would you agree with that? Yes. There's a desperation for money in the fact that they want to, prom- Here, here's, here's, let's see if we can agree on this. There's Marvel wants you to go see that that marvel movie that ms marvel what's it called the marvels is the marvels yeah they want they want you to go see that they want synergy so they want attention to their comic book uh character so how do we get something going with her let's put her in the 
best-selling Spider-Man book, and let's do something shocking. And then let's get some media coverage for it. Let's call Entertainment Weekly and say, hey, we got a big death coming up. You want it? Boom. I think, and then they go, hey, Zeb Wells, Nick Lowe, uh, put Ms. Marvel in the book. We're going to promote this and have synergy, and we're going to make headlines all over the internet. Do you think all four of those facts are true? Do you think that's how we got here, Kelly? Honestly, I don't even think there was that much thought of it at all. I just think, I really just think Wells was just like, this is what I want to do. And they were like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, I'm sure that there was some editorial mandate stating that some book somewhere needed to kill Kamala off. Yeah. So they can do her big return, uh, you know, to promote the movies. And that's, I think that that was basically it. Like that was probably the only thing that was needed. The rest of it just went whatever. Cause like, I, I don't really know what they were thinking, but I don't think a lot of thought was really put into it because they definitely weren't thinking beyond their own blinders and realizing just like how bad the optics look here. And the Uh, fact that no one caught that still. A couple things uh, you mentioned or have Mm -hmm. mentioned in the past is um, this was done during a, a month. Talk about that a little bit. Oh yeah. So uh, this, this came out the last day of, um, Asian and Island Pacific or, uh, Pacific heritage month. Um, right. and which of course Kamala would fall under, mm-hmm. um, as a South, uh, and South Asian and yeah. So, so, so that, that happened. So the timing probably, Nobody noticed that or, or uh, no, they didn't know. Yeah. And, and the name of the villain who killed her, you said in, in your, yeah. Son so, is tell me the little history of that, please. So there's an, a former Israeli, uh, prime minister who was not so kind to Muslim people whose last name was, uh, R a B I N. So, uh, yeah, none of this looks that great. Like I said, the outside optics, like, the more you think about it and the more you try to look at it, it just looks worse. And I know, like, I know no one did this intentionally. Like, I don't think Wells is that much of an insane person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think he's lazy. I think Nick Lowe is lazy. And so nobody thought outside themselves. And I, I know when I was super angry, I was basically saying they're just all circle jerking each other and they don't really seem to care like exactly you know, what things look like. And Mm -hmm. that's why this blew up in their faces. (sighs) But, you know, the issue at hand too, is they're all sitting here. I mean, they were even joking. They're like, Oh, Wells is not going to be able to do conventions after this. Ha ha ha. And, you know, that's what made everybody like get worried and think, Oh, he's, he's going to kill Mary Jane off, especially because marketing kept going. This is going to be the most shocking death since Gwen Stacy. It's shocking, but as I stated, not for the right reasons. Like I know that a lot of a lot of people will sit there, they'll look me dead in the face and go, No, Gwen Stacy was fridged. Gwen was not fridged. Because fridging has the intention of just doing it for shock and awe, and that was never the case. She wouldn't com- be mar like she wouldn't be Saint Gwen the way she is if you know her death hadn't meant anything um 
Well, we got a couple super chats. I'll pop them up in a minute, but let's go around the horn for cons. JR cons out of you, sir. Well, there are, the, uh, I hate to follow Kelly's, uh, soliloquy. Sorry. Uh, no, 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 it just, it just, what I'm just saying, you've intimidated spider Yoda. Any, any, anything I would say would be grossly inadequate. Um, but, uh, and, and there's so much wrong with this. I mean, uh, it would take a, a half hour to discuss what's wrong with the story. Um, the lack of any kind of stakes. I mean, um, you know, we were not invested in the children when they disappear. We're not invested in Kamala. Um, we're not, you know, uh, you know, this is a very, in a way, in a way, this is a very personal story for Peter, you know, cause he did all this to rescue Mary Jane. And in a way it was for nothing because he's lost his relationship with her. But, you know, instead of this being about him, uh, we have, you know, we've got the fantastic four in it. We had captain America in it earlier, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. so, you know, what should have been a per- very personal story for him. You know, we always bring in these other, we bring in these other heroes all the time, you know, and, and I'm sick of them acting like douches to each other. They've been friends for 15 to almost 20 years, you know, um, if anybody has a right to act like a douche to Peter Parker, it's Norman Osborn because of what Norman perceives Peter has taken from him, not, you know, Johnny storm, you know, I mean, it, it, you know, not Johnny and Ben acting like petulant children, you know, they've done dumb things too. I mean, come on, but between the two of those, between the two of those, they don't have brain between them. You know, <laughs> they've done a lot of dumb I mean, stuff. I mean, just just look at Johnny's mustache right now. Like, oh yes, yeah. <laughs> he has no he has no reason to judge anybody. But again, Wells, like nobody's written correctly. Like nobody, not a single character. Like that's why I was like the only thing I had to really say <laughs> was you know okay at least Norman's making it about himself. Like that's. Yeah. That's somewhat Norman. That that, that, that tracks, yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's, it's just, but the most irritating, and I, and I, um, I mean, I understand Carrie, uh, 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 some of Kelly's emotion, but I mean, the first thing I heard when thought when it was like, oh well, it's going to be reversed because it always is, uh, and you know, like even when Captain America died all those years ago, I said I can't believe all the ink that's being wasted on this because he's not permanently dead. Yeah. So you know, it, it's just Marvel's fundamental lack of integrity. Uh, ultimately is the core here. They, 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 like you said, they don't care anymore. They are circling the drain, you know, uh, them and, and DC as well. Uh, I, and I, I don't know. I think their objectives are just the next paycheck. They have no, uh, you know, like I said, their, their integrity is gone. They are making no long-term investment in the characters. Um, so, you know, I mean, and I could go on and on and on, but uh, this is this is bad in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mark, cons. Mark. Uh, just a, the pacing of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it took way too long for the story. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't think the six month mystery really played out like it like it could have. If we had just if we had started with this. He peers, he's racing to get back. He comes in and she's got kids. And then we, we have to go through that whole thing wondering how's the, you know, this kid thing going to, to work for them. I, yeah, I've been more invested. Um, but just the whole, the whole pacing was a downer on it. I think. Yeah. 
Ryan Collins, how do you, sir? Well, you know, everybody's kind of hit the the ball on everything, but also it's just, you know, Wells didn't know where this story was going to end. He just knew I have to explain this and I have to kill off Miss Marvel by the end of this story because everything changed. People saw on my Discord, my other reviews about how I tried to take all of Wells's, you know, from issue one and match it with the panels with what the payoff was for each of these storylines and nothing matches up. Nothing makes, I mean, especially the talk where Peter actually busts in the apartment says, you know, Paul, who are you really? Oh, I'm actually Paul Jeremiah Rabin. I'm the son of rape of Benjamin J. Rabin from that universe. And after my father killed billions of people, I said, you know, that's not really right. I should just kill you too, dad. And you know, everything else. And then, you know, with the children and so forth, it's, nothing works. And Mary Jane basically says like, well, Paul is as pathetic as you peter about guilt so that's why i'm going to stay with him and because of the kids and it, it, it doesn't it's insulting to all the characters like i said the one character that's right is, is norman osborne the way he's reacted the way the relationship has been with peter which i'll talk more in 27 later on here too it's like nobody is who they are as jr is perfectly put nobody cares no one thinks like uh, i am people i know kelly's gonna bump in i'll let you go in there kelly oh no, I, thought, no. I, thought you, I was i was gonna let you finish basically i was just gonna kind of harp on the fact too like to lean more into the fact that like wells didn't really know what he was doing is you can see everything and we've talked about it on the discord with everybody where the minor tweaks could have been done like there's so there's really good bones with those kids Mm -hmm. that if they had been actually focused on more like especially like they look like peter and mj they're supposed to because they're supposed to basically tie Mary Jane and basically like almost they chain her heart, so to speak. And that could have been played on more if Wells actually like had an emotionally intelligent bone in his body, but he doesn't. Right. He writes robot chicken skits. Right. Not that great. And he does SNL and he was actually a scripted writer before, you know, Axel Alonso say, Oh, you won the wizard magazine award. I want you to write. He wasn't he he's not he's not a good SNL writer. SNL has not been good since the <laughs> mid 90s. Right. No, I'm not disagreeing there because I've been there. But like I said, the last thing, too, is like we we're saying they don't care is because people even asked Ryan North, the writer of Fantastic Four currently about why is things just not matching up the way Johnny was asking acting in Fantastic Four and the way he's talking about this. And Ryan North officially said nobody told me anything. Yeah, he they, didn't they don't talk. That's he what I'm saying. Know. Yeah, and same there's, thing here. I mean, even no Mary way. Jane's power seemed to have been more McKay, and Wells like, oh, now I have to talk actually what that watch is about. <laughs> he didn't know either. He never had that plan. That was on McKay for the Black Cat miniseries. None of the writers were talking with each other either. And so. see, well, see, and this is this is the thing that is on Lowe. Lowe is an editor who he doesn't edit just ASM. Like he edits a lot of books. He could work with other editors. He could he could have been sitting there saying, hey, here's this overarching thing. We need this to all mesh together. There should be an overarching plan. But he, from what I understand, he pretty much just lets the writers go and kind of says, hey, I'm being told that we need to add this or we need to include this and this is it. He doesn't care. I mean, we've seen that. We've seen enough errors to know. He doesn't do his job. And, you know, I try to be nice and kind about these things, you know, even though I know I have recently, because I've been increasingly angry, uh, I know I, I mocked uh, somebody during our movie review. Uh, you know, Mr. Oh, they're not mandates. They're, we just influence. Um, but uh, yeah, no, they, nobody cares. They don't care anymore. 
period. And they're not working together. And I don't even think they're really working. They just. I think he double checks the spelling. Yeah, it's right. Oh, the characters might have a different name or different spelling, but oh, well, everything else on my spell check works. Okay. Send it to print. Send it to JR. Send it to Patrick. Right. One thing we didn't uh, show at the double page spread after the letters pages, we got uh, Spider-Man in tears here, which seems v- he's guilty enough. I mean, I don't think he knows her enough to be in this position crying with no. all the people behind him that barely know her with the exception of uh, Ms. Mar- or Captain Marvel here. Where's no. Miles Morales is what a lot of people have said. Where's the champions? Are they not there because their book was canceled? Is that why they're not there? That doesn't seem like a uh, organic storytelling. It seems like a mandate. Let's put our big guns out sobbing for this character. Yeah, because it was, and that's the yeah. thing too. And that's that's my like that's why I'm sitting here like trying my best to like explain. This is fridging. Like what happened to Gwen was not fridging. Like yes, that was a pain for Peter Parker, but like it makes sense for the story to be propelled forward. What does this? give any of these characters and like even look at like the little the side over here where it says the marvel universe mourns kamala khan why are all of these like fans of hers happy Mm. like all of this is tone deaf none of it makes sense yeah i agree and why is it in a spider-man book this is a spider-man podcast why are we spending uh three-fourths of it talking about a character that's in a couple panels I don't understand. I don't get it. What? I, I don't get it. A uh, couple hey, of super Brad, chats. Can you, can you pull up Adam Winchell's uh, comment? Dude, there are so many. I can't <laughs> because I have no idea. <laughs> a lot of uh, Adam says, just bring her back with Mephisto, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you like go. I mean, especially too, like that was also, I think I saw another comment earlier. What was like, Oh, the this is gonna be the most gut wrenching death in the last like fifty years, and it was like Aunt May, your death means nothing. <laughs> Here, the one I, I, I like I said when I you say pull up the chat, chat is just blown up. I can't yeah. put every comment up, but they kind of stand out with, with super chats. The members stand out a little bit. Uh, so I'm going to put the super chats up. We got, uh, here's a question. Does Marvel need a culture change from Milo? Yes, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just the editor change. That too. An, uh, an editor change. I think Nick Lowe, uh, it's time. It's time to go. I mean, we need some new blood. Yeah. Lowe, we need some new blood. Lowe needs to either care about his job or he needs to find something that he does care about. Uh, Vinkman says Kelly's pissed and he's here for it. We are too. Uh, we also have a super chat down here that just popped up. Uh, Josh says, "Will no one talk about how much Rabin <coughs> sucked?" I will. We have. He does but suck, that, but that's obvious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's important that he does. Uh, this is a story about uh, yeah. Peter and MJ when the Miss Marvel stuff. Really, there, but the whole the whole arc is about <laughs> Peter and MJ. We need a story that focuses on Peter and MJ. We need a villain that's powerful enough to be a threat, but not so important that we want his story. We just can't be a Green Goblin story because we're going to want to know more about Norman. Peter and MJ need to be the focus of it. So it's kind of like the bad guy in Suicide Squad, the first movie. Yeah, who cares about the all she did was dance the whole time, you know, with her making her spell. We didn't need her. We had plenty of other characters vying for the spotlight. So we don't need Rabin to be important. We just need him to be powerful and to move on. 
what if we had a villain we liked, a story we liked, and characters we liked? Mark, what would that be like? <laughs> we don't need a sucky bad well, guy. We're that, asking would be, much, that would be Moon Knight. Yeah, you know, what that's what that would be. What trick is this? <laughs> what, Kelly? So that's asking for too much, Brad. This I guess is it is. It's not 1993. <laughs> I'm just saying, what if we were emotionally invested in everyone? And the, the story was emotional. It made sense. It wasn't characters acting out of character. It was a story that was logical, like Spock, JR. <laughs> I mean, it just flowed. It didn't at all. Uh, any final thoughts on this one before we move to the next issue? Okay, I think we, we hit that pretty hard. Um, let me see, chat. Uh, Vinkman says uh, it was not a story. It was an editorially mandated publicity stunt that blew up in Marvel's face. I, I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Uh, the Netta, Ms. Marvel, has been revived four times. Is that right? No. I'm not, I'm not into her character. Not, not four times. She has... She has died in the past and has been brought back, but that was in Champions. And I think there might have been one other story that was a little vague, but yeah. it well, hasn't. She was been brought back time. by Mephisto. Miles yeah. made a, a deal mm -hmm. with Mephisto to bring her back. Oh wow! Yeah, that was in Champions. Wow. See, that made more sense than this. <laughs> Figure that out. Um, MJWP says uh, if we had the POV of Mary Jane about all this. It would have changed everything, especially it would have been great to see Mary Jane's judgment in about issue two. So I don't know. Would having the story told through Mary Jane's eyes done anything differently, guys? No, because I don't trust um, Wells to write women well. Like it, I, this story, like all of this so far has proven that he doesn't understand um, how, like, he doesn't he doesn't understand it because I would I would love to see Mary Jane's point of view here. Mm -hmm. I'd love to actually like feel a connection to those stupid kids, but we didn't get that. And I don't trust Wells to have again the emotional maturity to write that story. Yeah. Uh ho here, this one's pretty good. Uh 2058 is when Spider-Man becomes public domain and JR writes it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> or a fan watching the show will write it. Maybe. I don't know. Huh. Uh, only person that stays dead is Goliath, says Josh. What a peg webhead. Uh, Joey Z, your favorite. JR, Secret Invasion Episode 1 is a good example of fridging, to be honest, and ironically, a prequel to the Marvels. I don't. I, I fell asleep during that first episode, and and I didn't really believe what I was seeing at the end of that episode. So because um, everybody's a shapeshifter. Yeah, and plus, um, I would also state right now that um, we can't really say it's fridging because TV works a little bit differently, and I know what scene they're talking about. And since that's how it ended, mm -hmm. we're not going to know more until the next issue. So. Winnipeg also says, sure. don't apologize, Kelly. That was very well put. Um, all right. I think I have kind of gone through chat a little bit. Uh, oh, yeah. Even Doc Ock made a deal with Mephisto. That's right. That's right. Everyone's making deals with the devil yeah. in Marvel. Like Johnny, Star Johnny Storm. Johnny Blaze was one of the first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. they, uh, they all need Jesus. <laughs> 
Who is Jesus in the Marvel Universe? Is it Warlock? Who, who's who's That's a who's, good question? I mean, Jesus, the one above. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It's the Mephisto Comics Group, says Adam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Mark, uh, you've got the next one here. Let me pull it up. All right, pull up that cover. Pull up that I cover. I got you. I got you. There you go, buddy. All right, reflect the eyes of Ock. Yeah, reflected in Doc Ock's glasses are Spider-Man and Black Cat, helpless in his clutches. Oh no, could this be a callback to the old octopus owl war where Spidey rips Ock's arms off after Black Cat gets injured? Oh boy, oh boy, I cannot wait to find out. So come on, let's go. Spider-Man, <laughs> gotta turn the page. There we, turn the page. Okay, D- there we go. Spider-Man's on the rampage, and he's after Charmin's number one spokesperson, the quilted mischief maker himself, known as the Shocker. <laughs> what did Herman do? Who cares? It's just there because Black Cat doesn't want a angsty Spidey who's down in the dumps because some character who's not even in the Spider universe is killed on his watch. So she's got this all set up. Shocker doesn't realize it. Spidey doesn't realize it. Uh, and it doesn't work. Spidey's going to stay all down in the dumps. And he gives uh, Shocker a certain concussion. And uh, Spidey and Black Cat go off on their own ways. Letting us know that this relationship is not destined to work out. Uh, Black Cat calls Norman to send in the team, collect Shocker, and uh, Spider-Man goes off to his to his house. And in the shadows, something is watching. You're too far ahead of me there. Something oh, is sorry, watching. Sorry. He went back to his house. It, sorry. Yeah. There he goes. Is it Kane? No. Oh, no. Is it Big Brother? No. Is it Santa Claus? <laughs> no. It's Doc Ock's arms. Or actually, it's Doc Ock's harness for the arms because the arms are all out of sight, gripping hold of there. And so apparently that harness has a little bit of sensory, some type of eye things there. Anyway, anyway, it doesn't really matter. All right. Now, meanwhile, Norman is also down in the dumps because he killed Kafka, a.k.a. the Queen Goblin. And that is the Queen Goblin, not the Goblin Queen. And I know this because Michael, not fake Mike that pops on the podcast, but the other Michael that pops up on the front page in the reviews always corrects me because I always get it wrong in my review. All right. So gotcha, Mike. Thank you. Uh, And since she was a bad guy, though, his lawyers got him completely uh, exonerated. He doesn't have to go to court for this. These are some really, really good lawyers here. All right. But that doesn't assuage his guilt. And Chi-Town, if you're listening, assuage means to to lessen and to make a little better. All right. <laughs> and, and as you can see, he's got what, what looks to be maybe the dry, crazy sweats going on there. All right. Now, meanwhile, to our Oops. meanwhile, hold on. Peter goes I, home. I, hold on. I got uh, where's my okay, here's your crazy here's sweats. Dry, crazy I show sweats. crazy yeah. sweats. The dry, crazy sweats there. Yeah, he's dehydrated. Yep. Remember, hydrate or dihydrate, folks. Get that get that water in here. <laughs> Why is his eyes that bugged out? That's just I oh, I can go. Literally, oh, no, literally have, every all... everything from this issue concerns me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Meanwhile, to our meanwhile, Peter goes home and goes to sleep with a 16-year-old girl's mask, which is not at all cringy because he is the protagonist hey, not, of our she's story. Ni- he's Wait. 19, not 16. 16 according to the uh to the Marvel fandom page. All right. Then how and is it's she not at all cringy. An intern. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. She lied. I don't know. 
All right. All right. <laughs> Here, hold on a second. I've got the images. Let me let me show you uh, the mask. Uh, him falling asleep with the mask in the bed. There you go. And there's yeah, the this is totally normal and totally not weird. Yeah. Okay, Mark, go ahead. Yeah. All right. So I want to make it clear that the official crawl space take on this is that this is a heartwarming, endearing uh, uh, show of, of grief and not at all cringe. And I'm not just saying that because Brad said I had to say it because he's worried that if I make a comment about cringe that JR is going to come in and start making comments that's going to make this become an explicit show. So. <laughs> okay. Now, if that's not... If that's not endearing enough for you, uh, we also have somebody stalking Peter right there. We have the harness watching him sleep for hours. And we know it's hours because as Evan Barry pointed out on the front page, the shadows move, letting us know he's been watching Peter for mm. hours. And when he leaves, he returns to Doc Ock, who according to the artwork there has uh, coming down a little bit more, has another pair. Keep going. Keep going. Keep as far going. as I can go. I gotta go to the next page. There we go. There we go. He's got uh he's got some arms there, but these aren't the arms he's gonna showcase later, and they're not those arms. So I don't know where these arms come from, but it doesn't really matter. He looks at his arms and he says, You have failed me for the last time. And then we get the automopia and he knocks them out. <laughs> Let me see your automatopia. There we go. Look at that. That's some classic automopia right there. Not Transparent it. letters, nice. All right. When the, <laughs> okay, here we go. When the Here's arms Ock. come to, Ox shows his new and improved arms that have things that are designed to look like octopus suckers and are run off a self-validating nano fluid. Now I can't see at all how having octo arms that can think for themselves with Doctor Octopus's own thoughts can possibly go wrong. For Octo, Oct uh, Dr. Octopus here. This is going to be great. A uh, little point of fact here, fun learning, because we're all about learning here on the crawl space. The plural for octopus is not octopi. It is actually octopuses. So, Oh, I didn't know. I go. thought it was octopi. Is nope, octopi even a word? I no, thought you were no. about to slip in to say something else. Me too. No, that no, was no, a James no, Bond movie. <laughs> yeah, that's octopussy. Uh, you know, oh, hey, uh, yeah. Fleming. <laughs> Ryan, we don't just like run into it, okay? Like, no, you, you gotta let people like have an imagination. All right, that's okay. Double O Mark, go ahead. Not only can the arms think for themselves, but each segment can break apart from each other, and each segment can think for itself. And we see this because they very, very loudly break up the old arms and break them to pieces. Now, guys. I didn't shed a tear when Gwen, when Mary Jane's children died. I didn't shed a tear when Miss Marvel died. But seeing these arms get ripped up, it brought me back. It felt like I was reading uh, where the red fern grows back in elementary school all over again. It's so sad. I just have a moment. <clears throat> now, there you go. Those of you who say that Zeb Wells can't write emotion. Boom! There it is. Look at that. What's, now moving what's on. What's your thoughts on the uh, the onomatopoeias there as they get eaten? The Gwarble, gwarble. Sounds like grimace. Uh, yeah, yeah. I said, well, I I said they the were very, guys. very loudly putting them up there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, we're speaking of sad moments, 
Norman and Peter bond over their sadness. Peter over Miss Marvel. Norman over Kafka. And now that that Peter understands what happened in that six-year mystery, because he obviously didn't know either. He understands that Norman has earned his second chance, which is actually a like a fourth chance when you look at all the continuity, but that's okay. And 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 they say at least she's dead. Kafka, not not come on, come, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for. <laughs> but she's not dead. Uh, Kafka. Kamala's dead as doornail. Kafka's not dead. And we find out because we go to uh, we go to Ravencroft and two guys in Ravencroft open the door and there she is. <laughs> and they boom. Yep. That was scary. All right. Now, finally, JJJ is furious at images in the New York Bulletin that show him in Ock Arms and the headline says, Jameson, threat or menace? Or at least it should have said that. Uh, and and he gets his rant interrupted. I don't know why he's really upset. I think he's upset because that photo is like 27 issues ago, and it's just now making the newspaper. Uh, <laughs> you know, the newspaper man and him's like timing, timing. But uh, the, the door, the knock on the door, and he goes and he sees right there. <gasps> Doc Ock's arms, all broken to pieces and looking at him with sadness. To be continued. All right. Johnny Five is alive. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Dark Ma- Short Circuit. Remember that movie? Okay. Uh, Mark, what's your grade? C minus. <laughs> your delivery was an A. Very good. You're, you were more entertaining <laughs> than the damn book. Uh, Ryan, what's your grade? Believe it or not, a B. B. Kelly, you said you didn't read it, right? Um, I read the first half of it before I just said, no, but you know, <laughs> I, I I have a personal like, like I I'm not comfortable with Doc Ock, so yeah, yeah. um, I it that this issue is weird. Is it is it this image that's throwing you off? You can't you don't like that image, or no, you just don't like the whole no. damn thing? <laughs> Give there's, me there's hope. A, there's a lot. There's there's a lot that gave you hope. Do you do you need a do you need a moment with Doc Ock's uh, arms? No, no, I've had Talk plenty of to moments. me, Mark. I've Talk re- to me. I've already reviewed this on the front page. I've, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, it's looking at you, Mark. It's looking at you. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like he said it was sad, and I'm just like it, I, I want to beat it with a hammer. Um, you want a chameleon it like Mary Jane with a bat? No, that's a lamp. <laughs> oh, it was a lamp. That's right. That's right. But yeah, all but, right. Um, you want to give it a grade, Kelly, or you, you abstain? Uh, can I give it a WTF? I don't yeah, know that'll what's work. going that'll on. Work. Uh, okay. JR, what's your grade or uh, abbreviation? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's a D. It's it's just there's D. just not much. There's not what there's not a single thing worth anything in this story. Yeah, I'll give it a C minus. I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, Mark, give me your pros, sir. Wait, Ryan didn't give his grade, did he? Yeah, he did. That's not it. I worked the bottom oh, and then sorry. went up. Yep. Sorry. I uh, I have two pros. One, yeah. we didn't have uh too much angst. Uh, I thought we were gonna have to have a whole issue with Peter 
uh, you know, moaning and, and crying. And, and we have to have some because, you know, he, he died. We, we did have that stupid scene there with the mask and stuff. <laughs> but uh, but but because he wasn't in this issue too much, we didn't have to deal with too much of the of the angsty stuff there. So I'm almost like Black Cat in this case here. Let's just let's move on here. All right. Mark, real quick. Um, the other I, I, is here, yes. Mark. Can I can I debate your point about the angst? Sure. If he really gave a damn about Kamala Khan, shouldn't there be angst? Why is well, he there just there? Eh, there's the mask. There, there is. Everybody grieves in their own way, Brad. You know, not this Some guy. He's been going sixty up. years uh, angsty about Uncle Ben. <laughs> this guy didn't even go an issue. He's like, eh, I'll go to bed. In in fairness, as I yeah. stated. This is for Peter. This is basically the equivalent of, you know, the person that's always in line with you at Starbucks dying. Like it's. Yeah. She's not. He's not that close, which makes it worse about the stupid mask. And also, why didn't he put that back on her? Yeah. So like that. I have lots of questions. You know, when I first read it and I thought Felicia left it there and that's Felicia's mask because they have similar masks. Do they not? <laughs> I mean, I really, the, until, until people started talking about it online, oh, he's, he's remembering uh, Kamala with her mask. I'm like, Felicia stays there a lot. Why isn't it Felicia's mask? But, but see, that also is just a little weird because again, it's not like their relationship is that deep either. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've been dating off and on for 30 years. Yeah, but when has he ever been shown sleeping with her mask? Well, I, some, you, you, sometimes you leave things there. Look, look at that mask. Is it not the same? I Okay, it's but it's a different connotation. Like, it's supposed to be like, oh, he's sad about this and he's moping over this. Yeah. Why would he be doing that with Felicia's mask? Um, let me... Let me let me let me read the text here. Let me let me see. How long has it been since Ms. Marvel gave her life to save MJ? Just save all of us. Black has right. She went on to go on, keep fighting the good fight, and I will for her eventually. I I don't know. I just I'm like it doesn't. Anyway, go ahead, Mark. Right, the other the it other is, pro is. Is we have after this long drawn out. What did Peter do with all the dark web and the hell? Fire gala and all that other crap that came in. We had the promise of a of a lighthearted, low stakes romp with JJJ and Octopus Arms and Doctor Octopus and Octopus Arms, and that should be fun. Should be fun. I don't know if it'll be written fun, but it should be fun. It has potential, and I'm optimistic. Yeah, but and I'm excited for the next issue. For once, I am excited for this next issue. I am not mainly. Like- I don't. I, am. Li- I, I don't am. like those arms. I don't like the new arms. I don't know if I'm supposed to or not. I don't like them. But you're missing the 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 big point here, Brad. What am I missing? I'm excited for the next <laughs> issue because I am not going to be reviewing it. We are going to have Hornacek himself come here and review it. Yeah. Good old Craig. That's why Craig's you're excited. You're off for a yes of two weeks. Yeah, I'm, I'm off for an issue here. And we've had a little pool going. What is uh, Hornacek going to? to call his new review column. And right now the, the leading money is uh, Craig's crap is what it's going to be called. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to wait. I'll find out Craig's when you guys crap. find out. This is going to be exciting. Oh man. So. All right. Um, 
Hornacek just gave you an emotion emoji. He's watching. Uh, Milo is excited. Hornacek is going to re review the next one. And then Hornacek goes, wait, what? <laughs> Bankman says you're in denial, Mark. Uh, pro no Mary Jane and Paul says Hornacek. I love MJ, but at this point, I'd rather she not be in the book than be in the book written like that. Yeah. Agreed. Yep. Um, any more pros, Mark, before I open it up? No, that's it. All right. Uh, Ryan pros. What do you, what'd you like right now? Peter and Norman are the best relationship in this actual book. They actually are talking actually as characters have been going through where Peter has kind of moved a little bit more where he's trying to, and he's actually trying to comfort Norman and how much Norman is actually feeling guilty about this. Yes. He's made it all about himself, but he's also, as he said, he's moved to the stage of like, I let her die. And you know, I killed Ashley Kafka who, who died for my sins, literally for me killing her and so forth. He's actually the best relationship in the book right now and it's actually works on the characters it's the only thing that's really going well on this and um yeah i i I, this was actually my favorite part of the actual book here as well as the whole thing with dr octopus's new uh harnesses because what he was talking about an extension of it flew i'm like oh yeah classic doc ock this couldn't possibly go wrong in the next issue or two with it being an extension of his in the nano fluid so th- those were my those are my pros and um th- the story pace moved pretty well actually versus what it was but yeah i kind of agree I, we'll get the cons later but yeah i mean the the whole mass part when i first read it, i was like is that felicia's like oh that's Oh, you're with me. You're, yeah. you're, and then, yeah. and then I was like, wait, now that's just very wrong is what I went. First, I was yeah. like, oh, his girlfriend left and he's holding his mask. And I went, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. JR, is uh, the Norman-Peter relationship a pro for you? No. It, it feels wrong, doesn't it? Maybe it should feel wrong. I don't know. He's too damn forgiving. This is kind of a dumb conversation, though. I mean, feeling guilty about Kamala's death is dumb. Um, You know, and I'm not even buying Norman feeling guilty about Ashley Kafka's death. I mean, it's not like, (laughs) you you know, I mean, uh, you know, Norman killed her. Well, she's not dead, obviously. Uh, But, uh, you know, he, he was trying to save Peter's life at the time. It's not like he reacted out of anger and killed somebody who was no longer a threat to him. Um, none of it, none of this really seems real. It just seems like, uh, you know, well, this is what, you know, we're going to have the character say, and, you know, this is going to push along, you know, this particular plot point. And, you know, it, it didn't feel genuine. It, it, it didn't seem like a genuine conversation that the two would have, to be honest. Well, it, it feels very off. It feels very off. He He's, his relationship with Norman feels off his relationship with Mary Jane feels off. His relationship is alleged relationship with Ms. Marvel is off. What fe- what's, what's right. What's right with this. Is there anything that feels right? What Kelly? It doesn't take much to make this book feel really, really dirty. And that's just fun. Dirty. What do you mean? Got octopus arms. Oh, whatever okay. whatever bromance is happening with Norman and Peter, I'm sure makes those shippers happy. Um, you know, th- oh, there's, there's, a, just, there's just a, a lot of a romance going between on. these two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, this book could get really, really dirty really quickly if it really wanted to. And um, I guess that's fun. Yeah. Maybe. Um, not, not the right tone after, uh, you know, 
this I most know. important character of all time. Look at how helpful she is for Spider-Man. She's such an integral part of Spider-Man. Um, also, the next issue, we're just going to sit there and like borderline make this weird. Well, the next book is probably going to be $5, which we saw previewed at the last issue. And that's where they deal with the death of her instead of this next issue is what's going on. Anyway, uh, Vinkman, thank you for the super chat. Brad, Peter's not sleeping with Felicia's mask. Kamala's mask has blue shine. Well, I'm just saying, Vinkman, when I read it, I thought somebody left some clothes over at the boyfriend's house is what I read, as opposed to the character that hasn't been in it very much. So that's the way I read it. So anyway, uh, let's see. Oh, this is pretty good. Spider ghost. Osborne killed his damn kid. What the hell, Peter? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I, um, that, that's just a Monday. Yeah. Winnipeg says the pro is the bromance between J Jameson and the arms. Eh. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The arms, the arms go to a friend after an encounter with an abusive ex. <laughs> good grief. Uh, Josh Nelson wants the panel to answer the question. Who is worse? Dan slot or Zeb Wells? Dan slot right now. Wells, Ryan, <sighs> I'm going to go with Wells. Uh, Jr. Oh, go slot slot. Here's a tiebreaker. <laughs> yeah. Slot. I'll go slot. Um, I, I think, I think I, the, the sad thing it's is close, whatever it is. are really good writers when they want to be. I mean, they can really crank out a great story, but we're just not seeing it here. As Kelly has mentioned last month, and I imagine this month, the adjectiveless Spider-Man book slots writing is not bad. It's no. it, when he isn't so editorially mandated, he's, he's, he's halfway decent. Like I said, but, this is my thing is that, Slot at least knows what he's talking about. And even if we don't necessarily agree with his viewpoints or with, yeah. honestly, to me, I don't like his attitude and the way he acts. Um, but he knows Spider-Man. Yeah, he he can write a decent Spider-Man story. I have never seen Wells write a decent Spider-Man story. And that's, I mean, that's just. I like the tombstone, I the tombstone, the hobgoblin off the first 12 issues. I like I, I didn't even like that. I thought that was his best, but. Uh, cons, uh, Kelly, you got any cons that you haven't said yet? Um, I mean, I guess it'd be the same as like my, my pro this, this issue is really easy just to turn into a very dirty joke. Okay. Yeah. So it's a pro and a con. <laughs> uh, did we hit any other, anybody else have any cons? Yeah. I don't like the way that Os Osborne, not Osborne, Dr. Octopus is portrayed here. I mean, he's back to being a fat toad. He's not a, you know, he's not a, he's a caricature. In fact, you know, and then shocker is treated as a joke. You know, it's, it's, uh, the villains aren't frightening anymore. The villains aren't scary anymore. The villains don't have, you know, uh, uh, uh motivations that, you know, you, that, uh, you know, that, that you fear for society or whatever, because they're, they're on the war path. I mean, it's, this is in this whole thing with the arms is stupid. It's stupid. You know, you know, the arms being in love with Spider-Man and, and octopus, you know, uh, ha having this whole, you know, his arm, it's just, it's just stupid. Uh, <laughs> there's just, there's no defending it, you know? Um, 
It, it's just, this is just, this is a really stupid story. Why is Spider-Man spider sense not going off? Well, they're no threat asleep. to him. Yeah. yeah. There's no threat. They're not in arms of threat. Yeah. They're in love with him. So, I mean, it's, they're not threatening him. Yeah. Spider, spider sense works in different ways. I mean, if the writer <laughs> wanted him to jump out of bed with spider sense, because Ock arms are coming through the window, they probably, the writer could do that. But oh, I mean, the Ock arms sense. came in, pulls his cover up. I mean, <laughs> blanket up. He's yeah. Like, it, yeah. It, you it, know, it's he's just taking care of him. Yeah. I, put him as teddy bear and he's all good. I, my Spider-Man wakes up out of bed <laughs> with Spider-Sense. That's the way I feel he should wake up. But anyway. Um, Think about right. Spider-Sense as being more like uh, your hearing. So you, you can hear things around you, but you're not always paying attention to it, and you ignore things. Especially you're a teacher now. You, you've been in that hallway of the school building, and you ignore half or over half of what you hear. It's just yeah. it's just mindless stuff. So I think he's so used background to that spider noise. sense. It's just background spider sense. Yeah. Um. All right. Um. We got about ten minutes till the next show. Let's uh, start wrapping it up. Uh, let's do final thoughts. Uh, Ryan, what's your final thoughts on these two controversial issues? Um, besides we've all said everything and I think Kelly did a masterful job of talking about 26, but, uh, you know, one of my thing is here with issue 27, we're getting back the storylines that were done 20 issues ago. Like the harness was from seven, you know, from 900, the whole thing with Jameson, you know, complain about his article. You're talking about stories that were not even talked about or even seen anywhere in the last 20 issues. Now we got to care. Cause Wells like, okay, I'm finally done with all that. And I need to move on. You know, that's kind of why I've, you know, thrown a little bit here with what Wells is the worst writer. Cause also he's like, oh yeah, I have to get to those storylines is I have to do at least another eight months here if I have a job or not on Spider-Man. So I'll uh, remember that. Yeah. I'll remember my free comic book day. I'm going to do that too. So, you know, it's like all of a sudden we're supposed to care when he didn't even worry about it for the last 20 issues. Yeah. Um, let's see, Mark, final thoughts. Uh, no final thoughts on these, uh, these issues, but um, what Ryan said I think that might hint that Wells is expecting to do these stories a lot sooner and that editorial stepped in and, and extended it out a little bit. But I also want to say, if you guys have not uh, watched the Stan Lee uh, documentary uh, on Disney Plus just came out, that's good. That's good. Stan Lee narrating his own documentary. I, I liked it. I thought it was uh, The Kirby estate will disagree with you. Yeah. <laughs> well, the say, Kirby estate like... can go, uh, you know, jump in the lake for all I can care. Really? Um, I, yeah, I, wow. I thought the uh, I thought the documentary was well real, real done. I like Kirby. I have no problems with Kirby. I think that he was uh, a bit delusional uh, about some of his comments that he made at the end. But I, he, he's he's upset. You know, he and Dicko both thought they were the creators. Stanley thought he was the creator, and when it got kind of compromised, the co-creators uh, neither neither Kirby nor Dicko was happy with that. So, you know, but you look at what Stanley does on his own. Not so good. What Jack Kirby or, or uh, Steve Ditko did on their own, not so good. But you put those th those guys together, you got magic. Yeah, it's almost as if you know things were a bullpen and everybody actually talked to one another. We'd be getting some great great issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe no, that I... maybe those are my final thoughts. But really, um, my final thought for this is thanks. I hate it. <laughs> final thoughts, Jr. <laughs> uh, back to the Kirby comments. I just find it ironic that uh, Kirby had such a sore, um, you know, hard feelings about feeling that Stan had uh, 
uh, stolen credit from him. And, you know, he's the one who said in an interview that he created Spider-Man. He created the costume. He created everything, you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, literally, I think he did apologize to Ditko afterwards, but that was just a stupid, I mean, he, you know, I, I think, I don't know. He, either he was just so bitter and angry. He wasn't thinking anymore, but uh, there's just, I, I, well, I, this whole thing about taking sides, uh, about conversations we we don't know anything about, people we that are all now dead, uh, you know. I, I just, you know, it's, it's just I think it's ridiculous to get into this this debate anymore. But as far as the topic at hand, uh, th- this is going to be a bumpy bumpy ride here for the next few issues because and because I frankly did not like the Tombstone story arc. I thought it was torture porn. Uh, I, and, and I, I don't like, I, you know, Tombstone can be a good character, but I don't like his character. I don't like, I, he's just never, it's just always been a weird ass character written weirdly. Um, and I just don't, you know, I just, I just don't like the character and I'm, it, it bothers me to see that he's getting as much prominence in the title as he is. Um, you know, I'm not, uh, not optimistic for the next uh, next year or so. Um, some of us will be back shortly as we review, uh, I think, 17. Um, we've got a lot of Spire satellites coming up on our Patreon. We've got uh, Edge of the Spider-Verse. We've got Spider-Boy's origin a little bit. Uh, Shadow Clones with Gwen. The Adjectiveless Spider-Man book with uh, Dan Slott. We've got Hallow's Eve on this one. Spider-Man India. Uh, JR's favorite, The Ultimate Universe, is coming back. Oh, you got Spider-Man, Gwen, and Miles in the book. That's why we're talking about it. Uh, Miles Morales, and, uh, part of the Carnage Reigns story. More Carnage. The Red Goblin, a.k.a. the Osborne grandparent story, which is not bad. I'm digging the Red Goblin, JR. <coughs> if you're not reading it, you should. I'm reading it. JR, are you, re- you reading it? You liking it? I, I'll say what I said the last time somebody asked me. It's better than it has any right to be. Very, yep. very true. With Normie Osborne and Stanley. And, oh, what's the, the symbiote called? Rascal. Uh, Rascal. Oh. Rascal. Yeah. And then Liz Osborne gets a symbiote because everyone eventually gets one uh, in the Misery book. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got two issues of Venom, uh, Extreme Venomverse, and David Michelinie's back writing uh, Venom Lethal Protector 2, even though it should be Lethal Protector 3. Uh, if you'd like to see it, uh, we're going to be on in about uh, five, ten minutes on Patreon at patreon.com slash crawlspace. You need to be a sensational member to watch the video feed in just a few minutes. So to my friends, to my panelists, and everyone watching, thanks for a lively debate, as always. And that's a wrap on that episode. Before we go, I want to thank our Patreon members at patreon.com slash crawlspace. Uh, if you would like to sign up, head over there. Some of the perks, they include your name read at the end of each audio podcast. Uh, your name also appears on screen on our video broadcast at the top and the bottom of each episode. You also get exclusive podcasts like our Spider Satellite episode. This last one we did had at least 20 comics in it. And you also, there's, wait, there's more. You get an exclusive Discord uh, server just for Patreon members. You get behind-the-scenes info uh, about the crawl space. You also get early release episodes. For instance, we just recorded our ASM review show and our Spider News show. 
Patreon members get those for a few weeks before I release them out to the public. There's a lot. Oh, merch too. You can get crawlspace t-shirts, crawlspace hoodies, coffee cups, stickers, etc. So there's a lot of perks to signing up and being a Patreon member. And that money helps support the crawlspace, helps pay the bills. So one more time, patreon.com slash crawlspace. So a big thank you goes out to Winnipeg Webhead. We've got Gene and JR and Robert, Scott, Vinkman, Adam, Annie, Austin, Brian, Craig, Cyberweasel, Diabetic Superman, Frazetta Hulk, Jacob, James, Jesse, John, Josh, Kelly, Laura, Matthew, Muhammad, Noah, Ryan, Sarah, Scott F, Scott M, it's a me, Spider Mario, also Will, Zach, hashtag something good for you, AJ, Anthony, Anthony L, Brandon, Debt Boy, Donnie, Frederick, Hafskimo, Ira, Jay, JB, Jared, Mark, Milo, 17, Mitzi86, Nick, uh, Nick C, Patrick, Rocky, Ryan, Sailor Sega, Steven, Stuart, Symbiobro, Toby Z, Valiant Shadow. And so thank you to each and every one of those for signing up. I appreciate it. One more time, patreon.com slash crawlspace. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you.